Well, the fun in South Carolina is winding down today, and we will depart the Palmetto State, but we've had a great week of shows. We appreciate y'all tuning us in on this Friday Free For Y'all, the fun of coming to the end of a work week together. This is the show that's all about the South. This is y'all. This is Talk With a Southern Accent. And I'm your host, John Rawl, and we have been here in the lovely Palmetto State all week with shows emanating from Columbia. We went down to the low country, worked our way back up into the Columbia area, and here we are closing out this week of shows, and we've had a great time. And hey, later this hour, we'll have a little spotlight of one of our interviews from earlier this week talking about South Carolina, but specifically about South Carolina barbecue, as we'll rewind and have an ICYMI with Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. He dropped by Tuesday and he talked about the South Carolina barbecue map. And we'll have all that coming up later this, this hour at the ICYMI in case you missed it. So enjoy that. And in just a few minutes here on the Y'all Show, we'll have the College Sports Spotlight. We had a walk-off win in the College World Series last night, and we'll let you know what team survived, what team is packing their bags right now and headed away from Omaha. We'll have that plus all the other news of college sports coming up in just a few. And then in hour two, we'll get it started with the Friday Free For Y'all, where we play a bunch of songs that will get you right for the weekend. David Lee Murphy's going to be here to help us out with a couple of his tunes. And then we're going to play a song by someone I bet you didn't even know was not only from the South, they're, they're actually from South Carolina. And they are allegedly, and I'm pretty sure it's true, it's right there on Wikipedia, this person that we're going to play a song for is world-renowned. They've been deceased for many decades. World-renowned for many reasons, most of which didn't have to do with singing. But, yeah, they were a big, big star, and they sang, too. And we're going to play this artist, and it turns out that, allegedly, she's my cousin. Like, 10th time removed or whatever it is i can't totally prove it but we'll have the surprise artist coming up and you'll know who i'm talking about when i mention her name you'll know her not only from music you'll know what she did acting you'll know what she's done on broadway and such and all that's coming up in the friday free for y'all at the start of hour two then we'll have hashtag hullabaloo and we'll wrap it all up with a look at the new movies hitting theaters this very weekend We'll let you know about some of the golf action going on, NASCAR action, and then we'll close it with From Dixie with Love. All that right here on the Y'all Show. Hey, if you want to connect to us, we welcome you to do that. It's so easy. 803-816-1170. 803-816-1170. You can text that number anytime. You can call that number as well. And then, of course, you can find us on a couple of different streaming apps. We're available at the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, and the Apple Podcast app. All free of charge. Simply go on, search for Y'all Show, and hit the like or subscribe button, and you'll be set up to get our show each and every day. It's pretty amazing how easy it is to do that. So that is some of the easy ways, of course, we're on y'all.com. Go there and look at the wonderful array of, of story ideas, things that are right up your alley. 
all that there at y'all.com. And we, we of course recommend that you check us out on Facebook and that is y'all.com on Facebook. So, so many easy, fun ways to stay on top of the y'all show with John Rawl. All right. Before we get going here, as I said, this is our final day in South Carolina. I want to thank all the people along the way this week that have helped us get here and stay here and have a good time. We've, we've traveled a bunch of roads and a bunch of back roads at that in South Carolina. Most recently, we were in Columbia, South Carolina on Thursday. I want to thank a bunch of people who helped us get here and had a guy that's maybe going to win the award for the most loyal listener of the y'all show. Thomas had a chance to meet up with him and he and I, yeah, we kind of know each other from the old days, but really hadn't stayed in touch. And he has certainly been listening and appreciate him and taking me to lunch too. That's what, that was a very Southern gesture there and I'll have to repay that. But yes, it was great to catch up with him and, and all the other people that we met along the way and, and the fun that we've had and, yeah, it was, it was a good, good experience, but we are just rocking and rolling here on the y'all show and appreciate all the feedback. And just like Thomas, appreciate all the loyal listeners that we have. Thank you for, again, we just celebrated our first birthday here this week. We turned one year. We've had a whole slew of shows to fulfill our one year birthday. And we're working now toward birthday number two. And couldn't do it without y'all. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, we are here in Columbia, South Carolina, in the Columbia area. And boy, Columbia is among the cities in the news for what happened on Thursday. And I saw it firsthand as bad storms, a front came across the south on Wednesday night, Thursday. And you had fallen trees ripping down power lines, crashing into buildings, trees all from Texas to Alabama overnight. And then on Thursday, you had Georgia and the Carolinas, even in southeast Virginia, affected by straight line winds of up to 85 miles per hour, damaged roofs Wednesday in the northeast Texas city of Greenville. And then you had in Mississippi, a 19-year-old Jackson Salter died when a tree fell on his home, and that was in Washington County in the Mississippi Delta. Yeah, this 19-year-old died with a tree falling on their home there in the delta now right here in columbia south carolina a tree fell on the home of a person on thursday afternoon and according to the richland county coroner that caused the death of this person after a wind gust of 79 79 miles per hour was recorded in columbia on thursday and one of the amazing things that i saw firsthand on the local newscast and it may become viral here today was one of the trees just outside of the nbc affiliate the number one station in the market they have a camera position on the street and a person pulled over on the side of the street to kind of get past the storm it was getting rough in downtown columbia on thursday and this gigantic oak tree fell right on top of this car and was all captured on video clear as a bell and it was right outside the front door of the television station Now, the great news is this car was completely covered by the tree, but the driver was able to walk away from that unhurt. That's a great story. And it was the television personnel working at WIS television that rushed outside and helped get this man out of his truck. And again, all that captured on video. I bet it'll become a viral sensation now. 
We do, again, have a couple of deaths in Mississippi and here in South Carolina to report, perhaps more, unfortunately, coming. But utilities, and I saw this firsthand. I first noticed it when I was in the drive through at an Arby's, and I didn't know if they were going to get my milkshake delivered because the, the lights were off flickering. But luckily, I got that Arby's milkshake. kind of happy about that. In fact, sadly, I have to admit, I think it was the second of three milkshakes I had on Thursday. <laughs> hey, you know how it is when you go on the road, you kind of – let the rules slide a little bit. And although none of us should have three milkshakes in a day, it's summertime. You're on vacation, sort of. Of course, we're not totally on vacation. We're doing the y'all show for all y'all. But yeah, the the shake got delivered and we were able to have a, a great little snack. Uh, as we German-Americans say, a good conditori there on Thursday afternoon. But when I started driving around, it turned out some of the traffic lights around Lexington, South Carolina were out. And that's a dangerous combination. When you don't have traffic lights at all blinking, there ought to be some kind of deal with these traffic lights that at least there should be battery operated backups or something like that. And I saw near wrecks happen left and right because people just don't think that whenever they come upon a light, especially at a light that normally people passing through are going 55, 65 miles per hour because it's kind of out in the country. And I saw people just zipping through there. Of course, do you know, do we need to go back to driver's ed? What you're supposed to do when you come upon a traffic light that's not working, it becomes a four-way stop, my friend. And nobody was doing that on Thursday, at least at the light that I saw. So we hopefully didn't have any bad wrecks or anything because of bad driving decisions but yeah the south getting hit hard in many states with this front that passed across most of the southeast on wednesday night and or on thursday with these very strong straight line winds and a lot of power outages i think it was two hundred thousand people reported without power thursday evening across georgia north carolina south carolina and virginia and you even have people without power in arkansas after storms exited that state earlier on thursday so keep an eye on the weather that's part of the deal i know just this week these late afternoons where you have a nice perfect sunny day and then come four or five o'clock you look up and the skies are as dark as night and it's rather scary frankly but luckily most of us can get through without any problems but power outages and Watch out for those straight-line winds and trees for sure. Cracker Barrel said it won't host an event by a Tennessee church whose pastor was a detective who preached that the government should execute gay people. The Knoxville, Tennessee-based chain, or Tennessee, I think they used to be in Mount Juliet. I'm not sure where Cracker Barrel's based now. But they said on Twitter this week that it's not affiliated with an all-Scripture Baptist church or its pastor, the ex-Knox County Sheriff's Detective Grayson Fritz Cracker Barrel said it disagrees with their statements of hate and divisiveness, and the June 29th event won't be allowed at the restaurant. Now, this is kind of news to me as a guy that likes Cracker Barrel, just kind of had a feast there this week. I don't know if too many times you see meetings at all of any type being held at a Cracker Barrel. So I don't know if Cracker Barrels, at least some of them have meeting rooms, but they're not going to let this guy have an event there to have his protest over LGBT and the remarks about that community, that about Cracker Barrel, and which got its start in Tennessee. A special shout out to the old country store while we're at it. A new exhibit traces four centuries of black history in the Commonwealth 
of Virginia. You can go to Richmond and see this. It's called Determine the 400-Year 400, yeah, 400 Struggle for Black Equality. And it's going to open tomorrow at the Virginia Museum of History and Culture in Richmond. And it begins with the 1619 arrival. That's right. This is this year, the 400th anniversary of the first slaves coming to North America. And they arrived in Virginia on the first enslaved ship that brought Africans in English North America and continues all the way to the present day, the history of the 400 year struggle for black equality. And again, Virginia was not alone. And of course, having slaves and slavery, all colonies, as I've said before here, participated in the slave trade at one point or the other. And they weren't part of the United States. They were part of Great Britain. So if anybody from jolly old UK ever wants to pick on the South and our rather bad history with slavery, they, we wouldn't have them if not for being part of Great Britain and even the other colonial powers, France, Spain, all participated in that here in this part of the world. But you can go to Richmond, check it out. In fact, they've got something there for Arthur Ashe, the former tennis player who broke through racial barriers to become the first black to win the men's singles at Wimbledon, the U.S. Open, and the Australian Open. This museum there, the dedication being held, it's located on Arthur Ashe Boulevard in Richmond, Georgia. And if you head there Saturday, Congressman John Lewis, a trailblazer on his own with his work at Fisk University in Nashville and the protests that he led there in Nashville in the early 1960s, he will be the keynote speaker at the dedication of this Black History exhibit, Determined the 400-Year Struggle for Black Equality, opening in Richmond over the weekend. Now to Amtrak. If y'all rode an Amtrak train lately, it's always a, a fun and usually quite affordable option. Well, unfortunately, since Hurricane Katrina back in 2005, if you wanted to ride the train out of New Orleans, but you wanted to head just along the Gulf Coast, let's say to places like Biloxi or Pascagoula, maybe on to Mobile. Well, because of the bad, bad Hurricane Katrina, which did so much damage, that line has not been operating on Amtrak. And despite decreased ridership, Amtrak is actively working to revive its northern Gulf Coast train service between New Orleans and Mobile. And this could provide a real benefit for the region. But a lot of hurdles still come as the line materializes. Amtrak, they've recently received a $33 million grant from the Federal Consolidated Rail Infrastructure and Safety Improvements Program to help cover about half of the cost of the 65 million regional coast, Gulf Coast line. Again, running through that area of the Gulf South and Amtrak service, as we said, hasn't been in existence since 2005 after Hurricane Katrina and that decimated the necessary infrastructure to keep such a line up and running. And that would be a fun thing to be able to go from Mobile to over to the Big Easy if you want to on the train, although it's not a bad ride. You can go Interstate 10 essentially from one town to the other. But man, if you had a choice to do it on a train, that'd be one party going to a party town like the Big Easy. 62-year-old Priscilla Meredith of Waverly, Georgia has died after a rattlesnake bit her while she was gardening in southeast Georgia. She was bitten last month and suffered an allergic reaction and a heart attack that left her in a medically induced coma that she never woke up from. Her family says she suffered the heart attack and organ failure while she was hospitalized, dying last week. 
She wasn't given antivenom while treated at the Southeast Georgia Health System, Brunswick, Brunswick campus. Again, this town, Waverly, is about 10 miles inland from Jekyll Island, not all that far from Brunswick, Georgia. And the staff said that Meredith was allergic to the antivenom, and the emergency medical director says the staff followed Georgia poison control recommendations, but she ended up dying again while gardening, bitten by a rattlesnake in southeast Georgia. A rattlesnake bite has sent an Alabama police officer and a mother of three to the intensive care unit for three days. And she's the only female officer in the town of Greenville, Alabama. Officer Marissa Morgan was near the end of her 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. shift when she pulled over around 5.20 a.m. to finish paperwork. And the 28-year-old mother of three said she got out of her car to take a photo of the sunset when a rattlesnake suddenly bit her calf muscle. And she was taken again to the ICU and she is expected to make a recovery. But she says that the snake was huge and gave her absolutely no warning. She said she immediately got on the radio to call for backup when her leg began to swell. The officer said her coworkers must have heard the panic in my voice when she called on the radio to help because normally her radio traffic is pretty calm. And a man, one of her fellow officers, Corporal Jimmy Oliver, arrived there in that town in Alabama and was able to help give her assistance. And she says that they did an outstanding job. I'm so lucky and blessed to have them. But this rattlesnake taking a bite out of Greenville, Alabama, Officer Marissa Morrison, and she's expected to make a, a recovery there. But what a change there, getting out to take a picture there of a beautiful skyline and unfortunately instead of taking that photo she got bit by this rather large rattlesnake in greenville the survey is out that says that the biggest u.s honeybee winter die-off it just happened according to researchers the nationwide survey of the b informed that's b double e Bee Informed Partnership found that 37.7% of honeybee colonies died this past winter, nearly 9 percentage points higher than the average winter loss. And that's all because the winter hit the honeybees hard with the highest loss rate yet, this annual survey found. The survey found that nearly 4,700 beekeepers managing more than 300,000 colonies, it goes back 13 years and is conducted by experts at the University of Maryland, Auburn University and several other colleges and beekeepers had been seeing fewer winter colony losses in recent years until now. But again, a tough winter for the beekeepers of the world and the bees weren't too busy, I guess. And a lot have died now as a result of a rather harsh winter in a large part of the South. Now, if you're in New Orleans and you see a whole bunch of mosquito looking creatures, it's not a plague in New Orleans. It's something going on often called blind mosquitoes it's aquatic midges m-i-d-g-e-s and there are billions of them around the new orleans area covering up windshields littering the ground with bodies and even scaring a lot of people they don't bite and they're good for the environment but they sure can be a nuisance and i can tell you i first experienced these when i was there along the shores of lake erie a couple of weeks ago and i thought they were mosquitoes i thought I was about to have, I, I thought I was going to have mosquito bites all over me and they didn't bite, but boy, they got on you and they freaked you out and you're ready to swat them. 
And then I was told, well, they don't bite. And sure enough, I never got bit. And I'm rather thrilled. Someone even told me these aquatic midges eat real mosquitoes. And that would be a welcome sight in a large part of the South. But yes, the normally Lake Pontchartrain around New Orleans is brackish. But since May 10th, it's been receiving Mississippi River water diverted to ease the strain on the New Orleans levees. And this water is rich with fertilizer and other pollutants flushed out from farms and cities across the middle of America. So I think these are all Yankee creatures that have come south from places like Ohio, where I was. These aquatic midges, nicknamed blind mosquitoes, and they're now all over New Orleans. And watch out if these things don't stick around, stick around from here on, because I had never been around them until, again, I was up there in Ohio and Chicago the other week. And they, you open the door and they come pouring in whatever kind of room or hotel you might be staying in. More creature news for you here on this Friday. An Alabama man is now wanted on drug and weapons charges because he posted a video denying he fed methamphetamine to a so-called attack squirrel that he considers a pet. Mickey Pauk posted this video on his Facebook page earlier this week as authorities continued searching for him. It shows him stroking a rodent that he indicates was the same one seized during a search and then released by authorities. And he says, you can't give squirrels meth. It would kill them. I'm pretty sure, but I've never tried it. He said, he said the squirrel, which he kept at his pet was safe and not a threat to anyone. Again, this guy, he's denied feeding, he's denied feeding meth to a so-called attack squirrel in the Birmingham area in Alabama. Oh, gosh, I think somebody's, he might be denying feeding the meth to the squirrel, but I'm pretty sure he's, based on what I'm reading there, I'm not completely stupid. Sounds like he's been dabbling with a little meth for himself. Now, how about this story? The war between the states, or the war between the countries, if you will. McDonald's has started a transatlantic feud in the barbecue world, with the introduction of a Kansas City-themed hamburger in Great Britain. And the mayor of Kansas City, Missouri, Sly James, said Tuesday that the fast food chain should stay in your lane in a tweet that included a picture of what it says is a real burger and what it looks like. Kansas City is known for its style of dry-rubbed, slow-cooked meats drizzled in tomato molasses sauce. Other Twitter users rushed to join in mocking after the McDonald's proclaimed Yeehaw as it promoted the Kansas City stack on social media and barbecue powerhouse Q39 kitted Yeehaw mate while Joe's Kansas City barbecue retweeted a scathing critique of the burger and added face with tears of joy. McDonald says the bacon top burger is available until June 25th, but it's not in America. Hey, McDonald's, we like bacon. We like barbecue. We like burgers. You got to take care of us before you go over to Great Britain and stir things up over there. Could start a war. They could have a tea party, a kind of party that you could go over there and enjoy a little Kansas City themed party, a, a Kansas City barbecue food at McDonald's. No taxation without representation, by the way. A, another story out of Alabama, a gun wielding granny held a wanted man at gunpoint, according to investigators. 75-year-old Marsha Black said she pointed a rifle at a suspect after she confronted this wanted man in her driveway on Monday after he crashed a stolen car near her home. And this woman got her 
eight-year-old granddaughter to call 911. She said that she was just as calm as she could be. She knew she was in control. This was in North Alabama at her home in Limestone County, just to the west of Huntsville. And investigators said that Cameron Powers came to Miss Black's home in Limestone County. And she said she walked out and said, can I help you? He said, yes, ma'am. I'd like to use your phone. She said she fired a shot in the air to stop Powers from getting closer to her house, where two of her grandchildren were reportedly were watching from inside. And she said she wanted to keep him at a distance. She didn't intend to kill him. She just wanted to, him to think that she would shoot him. And she said she wouldn't, that he wouldn't get down. So I shot in the air and realized he meant business. So he got down to his knees. All right. Powers has been charged, by the way, with car threat, theft, and attempting to elude all this because this man who was wanted at, at gunpoint, this granny was able to get him to cooperate and turn him over to the right authorities. And finally, how about this story from this Louisiana native? 103-year-old Julia Hurricane Hawkins has cemented her title as the oldest woman to compete on an American track after finishing the 50 and 100-meter dashes at the National Senior Games in New Mexico. All this at Albuquerque. And the resident of Louisiana holds the world's record for her age group in the 100-meter dash. And she didn't beat her previous best Tuesday, but crossed the line in just under 46 seconds. All this again at the ripe young age of 103 years old. She's nicknamed Hurricane, breaking world records and winning gold medals. Julia Hurricane Hawkins, congratulations. Have you, you've set the record for a 50-meter dash, at least for 103-year-olds. Way to go. And what a story to wrap up our headlines from around the nation and around the Southland today. When we come back on y'all, we'll switch over to some college sports talk. We've got the latest from Omaha, a walk-off win in the bottom of the ninth inning to tell you about in last night's elimination game. And we'll have other news going on in college sports. All that ahead on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Hi, I'm Paul. I know what you're thinking. Oh, great. Another wireless ad. I know how you feel. And it seems like they're always full of this complicated, tricky language about their networks and offers and blah, blah, blah. Well, Sprint is going to do things differently and let you decide for yourself with their new 100% total satisfaction guarantee. Try it for 30 days, love it, or your money back. See? Simple. Now get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10e included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. So switch now. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. 30-day guarantee with new line of service. S10e, 128GB, $15 a month after $16.25 a month credit for 18 months credit applied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630.20, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Speed maximums, use rules, $30 activation fee, and restrictions apply. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. 
When you feel heartburn up in your throat, you'll do anything for fast relief. You might chug milk directly from the source. Okay, girl. Easy. You might slurp down an entire slushie in a single breath. Oh, that didn't help. Don't try just anything. Try new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers, the only antacid that melts to leave a cooling sensation while it starts working as fast as now to relieve heartburn. Oh, that's better. Soothe the burn with new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers. Use as directed. There's the Duke fight song and a great song to start out here, our college spotlight for the weekend. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, and this is both a college sports spotlight here today on this Friday edition and a little recap of last night's NBA draft and Duke's Zion Williamson went number one to the New Orleans Pelicans. He's the incredible Hulk of basketball, and what a pick, maybe the best option that the NBA draft since way back in 1983, whenever Jordan and others went out and did great things in the 80s. And this could be a draft pick for New Orleans that will put this franchise on the map for a very long time. Zion Williamson, a native of right here in South Carolina, he goes number one to the New Orleans Pelicans. Another South Carolinian goes to Memphis as Ja Morant is going to play in the Bluff City. He played collegiately for Murray State. Way to go, OVC, for putting out the number two pick in the NBA draft. And he's from Sumter, South Carolina. He'll be playing in Memphis. Another Dukey, R.J. Barrett. He goes to the New York Knickerbockers, and he's a six-seven strong forward with a weight of 202. Barrett to Manhattan. Now, other story, stars to tell you about Virginia's DeAndre Hunter. He goes to the L.A. Lakers. Darius Garland of Vanderbilt. This is a guy that didn't play for most of last year because of a very serious injury. He goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Texas Tech's Jarrett Culver goes to the Phoenix Suns. Kobe White of UNC to the Chicago Bulls. Jackson Hayes of the Texas Longhorns to the Atlanta Hawks. Cameron Johnson of UNC goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Kentucky's P.J. Washington plays now for the Charlotte Hornets. Virginia Tech's Nikhil Walker is going to be suiting up for the Brooklyn Nets. Also, you have a player from the South. Tennessee's Grant Williams going to be a Boston Celtic. They take him number 22 in the draft. Virginia's Ty Jerome goes to the Philadelphia 76ers. UNC's Nasir Little picked by the Portland Trailblazers. The Belmont Bruins strong guard Dylan Windler is going to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Florida State's Mafende Kavlin Gillet goes to the Brooklyn Nets, and I may have butchered the name. I apologize. And that's just some of the big picks that have college connections to the South in the Thursday round one of the NBA draft. Now, also Thursday night in Omaha, Nebraska, you had an elimination game going on in the College World Series. And what a thrilling game it was in that game that aired on ESPN2. And Louisville stormed back, and they got a walk-off win in the bottom of the ninth inning is when it was, and got a huge victory 
against Mississippi State. Now, the intriguing thing about this game is it featured two head coaches that both played for the Citadel Bulldogs in 1990, two coaches that were classmates and roommates in college going up against each other and remain great friends all these years. And here they are coaching both of their teams to the World Series, and they both have to suit up and play against each other in an elimination game. But in the end, the crusty Dan McDonald, who's been at the UofL for roughly 10, 12 years now, he got the best of Chris Lobonis and Mississippi State, despite all the efforts and great pitching effort and and all the great hits and field play of the great outfielder they have there, Mangum, they just couldn't get the victory. They couldn't put them away, and Louisville survives. To, to move on to play the Vanderbilt Commodores, and that will be a game played today. If Vanderbilt wins, they'll advance on to the championship round of the College World Series, which starts on Monday. If the Louisville Cardinals are able to somehow win, they'll have another game on Saturday that will decide who gets to play in the championship series. But right now, we're down to four teams in the College World Series. You've got the Michigan Wolverines, who've not lost any of the games. Texas Tech will be taking on them. If Texas Tech, kind of like Louisville, if Tech wins, they have another deciding game on Saturday. If the Wolverines, who haven't lost a game yet, if they somehow come out and get another win, they advance to the championship series that starts on Monday. And then flipping it over to the other side, Vanderbilt's in the driver's seat. Vanderbilt can afford to lose a game. But if they win on the game today, they will be facing off in the championship series, whoever's coming from that other side. But all these games televised on ESPN, one of their sister networks or such like ESPN2. But it was a big win for Dan McDonald, class of 1992 from the Military College of South Carolina, getting the win in Omaha and beating his old roommate from the Citadel in the process. Now, if you tune in today and want to see the Louisville-Vanderbilt game, you might just hear the stadium a little quieter than it's been. That's because after complaints, Preacher Franklin has been told he's going to get thrown out if he has his little whistle going in. I haven't heard this thing, but if you've tuned in Vanderbilt baseball here the last couple of years, you might hear a loud chirpy whistle going throughout the ballpark. And that's when this man starts chirping away in his love and support of the Vanderbilt Commodores. He's 72 years old. He's been whistling at various Vanderbilt Commodore athletic events for about 15 years and he said that on Sunday, it was the first time that he's ever been asked to stop. And for the past couple of days, he was conflicted over what he should do for the rest of the College World Series. He had actually drove a van, which is decked out in Vanderbilt attire. He drove it nearly 800 miles from his home in Smyrna, Tennessee, to Omaha to root on the Vanderbilt Commodores. And he, after getting some advice from a lawyer, he's going to try to maybe keep on chirping, just not get thrown in jail. Come on, let let them have it. I mean, Vanderbilt already is at a, a disadvantage from a fan support, and any fan they've got needs to be chirp, a little chirp going specifically to the fan. And this man putting a lot of time and a lot of money in his love of the Vanderbilt baseball team. But they, they're giving that love back in return. Man, what a fantastic program they have there in Nashville. Here's a program that you might not be familiar with, and they're going to be stepping up. They're in Louisville, Kentucky. It's Bellarmine University, a private Catholic college, 
They're going to be making the jump from Division Two to Division One, joining the Atlantic Sun Conference. The move will elevate most of the university's athletic programs to Division One status beginning in the summer of 2020. And the Knights won the Division Two Basketball National Championship in 2011. And with the addition of Bellarmine, the A-Sun will have 10 members spread across seven mostly southeastern states. So here is the scoop on Bellarmine. If you don't know about them, again, located in Louisville, private Catholic university, they have an endowment of 52 million. As far as students, they're hovering just shy of 4,000 students, colors scarlet and silver. And they've been in existence since 1950, a relatively new college there in Louisville, Kentucky. But again, going to be part of the Atlantic Sun and playing some different sports there. If you want to go to Louisville and not see the cards, Bellarmine is a school that gives you another option. Hey, how about some college football slash NFL news here on this end of the week edition? Baker Mayfield has stirred up the OU-Texas rivalry after he's ripped the quarterback of the rival Texas Longhorns, Sam Ellinger, and in appearance on Wednesday on Sports Talk 1400 in Norman, Mayfield, who won the 2017 Heisman Trophy, trash-talked the Texas Longhorns quarterback. And, man, the Red River rivalry is still going when you go on to the NFL. He said on the radio, they said the same thing when they beat Notre Dame a couple of years ago, and they won like three games after that. I'm sick of that crap. This was when Bayfield was asked about the perception in preseason publications that Texas is back and could contend for a national championship. Mayfield came down hard on Ellinger, who was, like Mayfield, a high school star that grew up in the Austin, Texas area. Mayfield went to Lake Travis, Ellinger at Westlake. And this is what Baker Mayfield said about his fellow Hill Country quarterback. He couldn't beat Lake Travis, so I don't really care about his opinion on winning. Westlake is a great program, but the two best quarterbacks to come out of there are Drew Brees and Nick Foles. Sam can stay down there in Texas. That will start apart. He added, he doesn't like me, and I hope he knows. I don't like him either. Whoa, Baker Mayfield's not holding back. This is, again, a guy who quarterback the Cleveland Browns. He's not exactly coaching or playing for the New England Patriots Super Bowl champs, but he's stirring some some fire up in the rivalry between the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns. Hey, we're just a few weeks away from the start of media days for the various conferences. We thought we'd give you a a little reminder or heads up about when these things are going to get going here. And we'll start out with some of the conferences that are affected here in the South. The American Athletic Conference is going to have their media days in Newport, Rhode Island, July 15th. And 16th, the SEC will be back in Hoover this year as they'll be having that July 15th through the 18th, just over three weeks away, the SEC Media Days. July 15th and 16th in Arlington, Texas, it's the Big 12 Media Days. Frisco, Texas hosts Conference USA Media Days July 17th and the 18th. Charlotte, North Carolina has got a two-day event July 17th and 18th for the ACC and the Sunbelt Conference will be in the Big Easy with their media days, July 21st and July 22nd. Again, those media days all getting ready to start here after we skip into July. And just after that, then you know it's full throttle with 
practices, then the regular season kicking off for the most part around Labor Day. And on those media days for the SEC, here's the lineup going over this for the four-day event in Hoover. On Monday, July 15th, the SEC football media days will include Florida coach Dan Mullen, LSU coach Ed Orgeron, Missouri skipper Barry Odom. On Tuesday, July 16th in Hoover, Georgia's Kirby Smart, Mississippi's Matt Luke, Tennessee's Jeremy Pruitt, and Jimbo Fisher of the Texas A&M Aggies all speaking at SEC Media Days. On July 17th, it's Alabama's Nick Saban, Arkansas's Chad Morris, Joe Moorhead of Mississippi State, and Coach Will Muschamp of the South Carolina Gamecocks. And to wrap it up on Thursday, July 18th at SEC Media Days, the Auburn Tigers' Gus Malzahn will be there alongside Mark Stoops of Kentucky and Derek Mason of the Vanderbilt Commodores. Those are coaches appearing in the 2019 SEC Media Days back at the Hyatt Regency Birmingham Winfrey Hotel in the Birmingham area. And that is a look at our college sports spotlight here on this third, on this Friday. And we appreciate y'all being a part of our show as we give you so much great college information. And we'll look forward to hey, meaty days and then the real thing going here in the not too distant future. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. When we come back, we're going to have ICYMI. That's where we'll look back to an interview we did earlier this week. We're in South Carolina and we talked about South Carolina barbecue with our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, earlier this week. And we'll have that coming right up. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. They always told Will he was too short to play basketball, but Will never listened. Will let his work ethic do the talking for him, always in the gym, always running drills. Will knew where there was a will, there was a way, and he was Will. But then, after his second child was born, he realized the pros were all way better than him. So Will gave up and buried his high tops in a tearful ceremony. But one day, he heard that Geico could save him money on car insurance, so he switched and saved a bunch, which was awesome. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. When you feel heartburn up in your throat, you'll do anything for fast relief. You might chug milk directly from the source. Okay, girl, easy. You might slurp down an entire slushie in a single breath. Oh, that didn't help. Don't try just anything. Try new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers, the only antacid that melts to leave a cooling sensation while it starts working as fast as now to relieve heartburn. Oh, that's better. Soothe the burn with new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers. Use as directed. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424.
Welcome back, y'all. Final segment of this first hour of the All Southern Show. Hey, occasionally we're able to go back in time here on the show. We're going to do that right now. We're in South Carolina this week. This is a state that loves its barbecue. It's considered, at least in South Carolina's eyes, to be the birthplace of barbecue. Matt Hermans is our guest on Tuesdays, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. And here in South Carolina, they got something called the South Carolina Barbecue Map. And we had some fun talking about that with the barrister. Enjoy this I-C-Y-M-I with the barrister here on y'all. They have them color-coded. And a couple of these, like Duke's Barbecue, really, truly, they mix different types together. So it's mm. almost like it's a fifth style. But you can find all that right here in South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, it almost looks like the um, the coastal area is kind of a – you can kind of get all kinds of different um, – uh, Right. In other words, you could get mustard or you could get other types along the coastal area. If you look at the map, it's kind of, uh, you know, there's people coming there from all over the place, I guess. If, and they probably want to try all different kinds of things. So, yeah. Unless yeah. you go to a Jim and Nick's. Now, that's the Birmingham based chain. That's a chain, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's gone into South Carolina and other states. And you only get the one type there, which would be the tomato-based sauce. Mm -hmm. Now, on the flip side, if you go to Joe Bessinger's Barbecue in Somerville, which I've been to many times, a awesome place. They have an incredible pork barbecue, pulled pork there. But, man, the chicken they've got that's dipped in the mustard-based sauce is delish. And Mm. Joe Bessinger's there on College Park Road in Somerville, just north of Charleston, only... Mustard say mustard sauce is available there. Okay, okay. And then if you know anything about South Carolina's barbecue lineage, the Bessinger name is synonymous with barbecue in South Carolina. Yes, I know. There's two branches, right? Or two yeah. main two main branches. They've had yeah. civil a civil war in the Bessinger family mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Maurice and Melvin, and then their own kids. I think have had their own civil wars there. So it's it's kind of confusing. Yes, but the deliciously best, confusing. Yes, it yeah. is deliciously confusing, but it's not easy running a barbecue restaurant, man. I mean, it's a lot no, of manpower, no. and you can see why some families just have problems with keeping these things going. No doubt about it. And we've, like I say, barbecue is is very particular. We've talked about it before. Uh, it really, it can go. You know, barbecue can be great, and then if you change pitmasters, or if a pitmaster kind of goes lax or if you change meat companies i mean these are all things it is very it's it's an art form and you can't recreate it like you can a burger it's just not the same type of deal so um yeah you're right it, it can it's very touchy and you've really got to have somebody skilled in there matt Hermans from tuesday and that's our icymi talking about south carolina's barbecue map and all the delicious options you have hey i had me some good south carolina barbecue this week in manning south carolina loaded it up it was delicious and then i had some in the columbia area too so hey i followed that map closely and i'm sure glad that i did it when we come back on y'all we want you to follow us closely into the second hour we've got some great music from david lee murphy to get it going and we'll have a special song played by someone that you have certainly heard of whether you know her from what she's done in music acting one of the popular television shows of the 1960s she starred in and also what she's done in so many other things she's been deceased now for many years but she's actually at least i think a distant cousin of mine and we'll play the song that maybe is the most famous song of hers when we come back an hour or two you don't want to miss it all that ahead plus we'll take hashtag hullabaloo front and center and the second hour 
and from Dixie with Love is coming your way too. All that on y'all. Talk with us, Southern Accent. My husband and I need new phones, and we're looking to save money. Well, you've come to the right place. Look no further. Sprint has the deal for you. Double the fun. Lease the latest iPhone and get an iPhone XR on Sprint. Wow, iPhone XR has an amazing camera. Get in here for a selfie. Okay, great idea. Do I look okay? How's my hair? I'm switching to Sprint. Lease the latest iPhone and get an iPhone XR on Sprint. All you need is approved credit and 18-month leases. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today iPhone 10 R 64 gigabyte 3125 a month. Second phone $0 after 3125 a month credit applied within two bills. Requires two new lines of service. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Excludes tax. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. As we watch the suburban garden gnome carefully, carefully without disturbing it, we notice that it moves like not at all. It's inanimate and utterly without brain function. But despite that, when a garden gnome hears about how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, it's clear to them you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. But on second thoughts, maybe don't watch garden gnomes too carefully. People might talk. It's the end of the week, and we're in South Carolina celebrating the end of the week. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, and this is David Lee Murphy. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart, that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights, misery looking for some company. And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd, slamming it back and laughing out loud with the smoke so thick, the blues came hanging around. With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow Wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall Just where the heck's my truck so take my keys and lock them up tight And let the good times flow And I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light The night's still young and I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party 
With the two fives jumping like they just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party Yes, and tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming them back and laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around Welcome, it's y'all Friday edition Party on! If you're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd We want to hear you Don't be bashful Sing along now Sing loud Party crowd Slamming them back And laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick The blues can't hang around We've got so much fun coming up this hour You just can't stand it <laughs> Care if they're dancing over here are fighting over there david lee murphy is that artist's name and he had a bunch of great music in his time on the country music charts of which if you go back to last year he had a number one song in 2018 and that's what we do here on fridays and kicking off the weekend we have the friday free for y'all a montage of awesome tunes getting you in the right mindset for the weekend and we're going to have a special song coming up after this next one, one that ties into my own family lineage and some controversy and some real controversy, too, about it. So I'm going to play that song. I'm going to play that artist of which most of you are pretty familiar with this artist. We're going to get to that person in just a second. But up first, we keep the David Lee Murphy fun going with a little dust on the bottle. Trio Williams, live down the dirt road. Made homemade wine like nobody I know I dropped by one Friday night and said Can you help me Creole? Got a little girl waiting on me And I want to trade her right He said I got what you need son As we step down in the cellar He reached through the cobweb As he turned on the light He said There might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool about what's inside There might be A little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things That gets sweeter with time You were sitting in the porch swing As I pulled up the driveway My old heart was racing As you climbed inside You stood over there close As we drove down to the lake road the sun fading that big red sky I reached under the front seat and said Now here's something special It's just been waiting for a night like tonight There might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you about what's inside There might be a little dust on the bottom But it's one of those times Get sweeter with time 
After all these years, there's one thing I find. Some say good love, well it's like a fine wine. It keeps getting better as days go by. It might be a little dust on the bottom, but don't let it fool you about what's inside. It might be a little dust on the bottom, but it's one of those things that gets sweeter with time. It might be. Now, isn't that fun? David Lee Murphy, dust on the bottle. If you got your dusty bottle pulled out ready for the weekend, well, you might, Walter, you just ought to do that now. Now, whether you're in South Carolina, North Carolina, or any of our southern states, a good dusty bottle is a good remedy here in this time of year. It's y'all talk with a southern accent, and this is our Friday free for y'all where we go down memory lane. We go down lanes that, frankly, we want to entertain you. We want to make you learn so much about this region, whether it's a historic thing, a musical thing. It's a great place that we live, and we promote that here throughout the week, but especially when we get to our Friday free for y'all of the y'all show well we have been broadcasting in south carolina this week if you've tuned in you found us in various spots of the palmetto state whether it's in the low country the midlands we've been all over from the csra and aiken north augusta and we've been to columbia lexington holly hill cameron we've been across the santee the lake santee that is over to manning and into sumter county just kind of cruising the back roads of the Palmetto State. Haven't made it to Charleston or the beach. We've gone in a, other, a bunch of other places. Seeing family, seeing friends, and seeing places, frankly, we had not actually been to before. And so hopefully you've enjoyed the ride here if you've had a chance to tune in throughout the week. Well, as I said, we've been in a bunch of places, and one of those places is Orangeburg County, which is where Holly Hill is. Holly Hill, South Carolina, is in the very southeastern corner of the county. But in the opposite of that corner is the northwest corner of Orangeburg County. And there you'll find the town of North, that's right, North South Carolina. And I have family that's from there. I had an uncle that lived there. And I have other family members going back a couple generations that have passed through North comma south carolina and it's a, just a small town 30 miles or so south of columbia nothing overly exciting goes on there except i guess it's just a nice place to grow up and such but one reason we're talking about north south carolina here on the y'all show is i have family not just there but just across the county line into lexington county the county that i grew up in and i recently as a kind of student of family history and history in general I found out not many years ago about what is, you know, believed to be a distant relative of mine, maybe more like ninth, tenth cousin. A lot of questions out there, but hey, a lot of us have ninth, tenth cousins out there that we claim, right? Well, my distant cousin, supposedly, and again, I can't prove any of this, is a lady that was born in North South Carolina without a doubt born in south carolina but she is known for what she did in new york city and really throughout the world i'm talking about eartha kitt eartha kitt born eartha may keith 
on January 17, 1927, in North South Carolina. And there's also speculation she was born 30 miles away in St. Matthew, South Carolina. Eartha Kitt. That's right. She is born. She was born right here in South Carolina. And she she's supposedly a distant cousin of mine. Now, you wonder, how in the world is Eartha Kitt kin to John Rawl? Well, here's the deal. Okay. And this is where it gets really, really disturbing and really confusing. And I'm not going to answer the question perfectly today because nobody knows the real truth. Perhaps she took it to her grave. Perhaps she really didn't know. I don't know. But this woman who's really known for liberal views and such, by the way, Eartha Kitt died back in 2008 in Connecticut at the age of 81. She didn't really necessarily fancy herself as a hardcore South Carolinian. She moved away from the state at a young age. But here's one reason it gets complicated when I try to explain, hey, I'm kin to Eartha Kitt. It's because, according to many, many investigations of people who are fans of hers, and just think, we just don't know that all the truths and the facts. Again, she was born in 1927. This is just right at the edge of the Great Depression, not quite official Great Depression, but if you're a black person, or in her case, a black person that's half black and half white, the technical term of that era was mulatto. If you're that kind of person in the 1920s South, you don't have a lot going for you, okay? And so here's the story on Eartha Mae Keith. She was born on a cotton plantation near North South Carolina, in 1927 her mother was annie may keith who was of cherokee and african descent and though she had little knowledge of her father it was reported that he was the son of an owner of the farm where she'd been born and that kit was conceived by rape in a 2013 biography a british journalist claimed that kit's father was a white man who was a local doctor named daniel sturkey now i have sturkey kin in a big way and so that's why it's believed that i can't prove it i don't make me map it out for you because i don't really know but it's believed that sure enough eartha kit her biological father was a very distant relative of mine and as i just said at least one book says that she was born because of a rape okay and this is a disturbing thing to tell you But this is just the way it was. This is the way it continues to be. And I'm not trying to necessarily glorify this or anything. I'm just trying to tell you, at least in this case, what happened. We know from other figures of history, whether it be Thomas Jefferson, supposedly he raped raped his slave, of course, Eartha Kitt, born post-slavery. We know from Strom Thurmond, the longtime senator of South Carolina, he supposedly, I don't think, raped a black woman. Well, they certainly had a a black child or mulatto child of the day born, and that woman ended up having a long relationship with her biological father and was very well publicized upon his passing. But yes, in North South Carolina, according to the websites and other books out there, Eartha Kitt, her father was a, a doctor of all things, according to this researcher from Great Britain. So Eartha Kitt left South Carolina at a young age, went on to the north like so many people. 
and she went on to New York City and got her early start there, getting in the got in the performing arts and such, and started a musical career where she was a jazz singer, cabaret, and dance. And she was on RCA Victor Records. Quite a accomplishment for a young lady, again, born in North South Carolina on a cotton plantation. And 20 years later, she's recording records in New York City and going around the world. There's a lot to say about Eartha Kitt. And I'm bringing this today, not necessarily talk about my own family connection to her, but because she's someone who kind of, a lot of you may know, but not necessarily because of one thing. She was certainly a singer. She had some bigots. Her really probably most famous song was, oddly enough, a Christmas song. She sang Santa Baby, a big hit for her back in 1953. Now, she had another song that was a big hit in that same year that I'm about to play. It was a song sung in French for the most part, C.S. Zébon, and we're going to play that momentarily. But, yeah, she had a couple of big hits, and this was C.S. Zébon was actually a foxtrot hit. (laughs) This is right before Elvis Presley came on the scene and changed everything. Thus, you can see why someone with the style that Eartha Kitt had way back in the early 50s became a huge success in the record industry and she took that moved on to other endeavors in fact those other endeavors had her playing on television roles and she was involved in all kinds of things in fact she is involved in something called the white house incident during the lbj administration kit encountered a substantial professional setback after she made anti-war statements during a january 1968 luncheon at the white house the first lady lady bird johnson was asking eartha kitt about the vietnam war in front of the media and she replied with a bold statement and this is what she said the children of america are not rebelling for no reason they are not hippies for no reason at all we don't have what we have on sunset boulevard for no reason they were rebelling against something there are so many things burning the people of this country, particularly mothers. They feel they're going to raise sons, and I know what it's like. And you have children of your own, Mrs. Johnson. We raise children and send them to war. Her remarks caused Mrs. Johnson to burst into tears and led to a derailment in Kit's career when she said that. Now, one thing is we have June right now. I think it's called Gay Pride Month or something like that. Eartha Kit, way back in the... 1960s and 70s was a huge vocal proponent of gay rights maybe even the first big celebrity to go out on a limb for gay rights and i don't even think she was gay herself she just was beating that drum long before others eartha kitt north south carolina now a lot of people they know maybe her from her work on the radio or singing records and such, but she also was very involved in making movies and being on television. She had her Hollywood walk of fame star added way back in 1960. And she won awards for her work in film, television and more. Now, some of the movies that she starred in going back to the 1950s, she was in the St. Louis blues in 1958, new faces in 1954 was in a few movies like Boomerang in 1992. And then on television, one of the strangest things, in 1968, 
She was in the series Batman, where she played Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, she was also on Police Woman, a 1970s series where she played Tigress. And, and that was an episode there that she played the role of Amelia in the episode called Tigress. But she, a lot of people know her from Batman and the Catwoman role that she had on that TV series. Classic, classic television show back in the 60s. It had a lot of reruns. Eartha Kitt, again, who we're talking about. Now, again, the song we're going to play for you today of this North South Carolinian, isn't that fun to say, is C.S. Bon. And this is a song that was written in 1947 by a Frenchman. And the lyrics were in French here. And you're going to hear this. Now, she throws in a few English words, but this was a song that she took way up the chart. And it wasn't a number one song, but it ended up being the... Six, uh, predecessor to Santa Baby. This song went to number eight on the peak position on the Billboard chart in the United States. And again, this is a song where you can listen to it, this popular song, and kind of go back in time. This is from the 1950s. And it is, it's, this song's been recorded by a bunch of people long before Eartha Kitt sang it. You had a bunch of mostly French artists cut, cut this record and make it successful in some way shape or form but her role her version here is something that we thought today you would enjoy hearing it and remembering this person who came from a very rough beginning and took took that to new york city became famous and had a variety of roles and hey like i said she's kin to me i don't know exactly how i guess we're all kin in one one way or shape or the other from what everybody says, yeah, we're we're kin somehow. I guess I can't go do the DNA test with her. But yeah, Eartha Kitt. Here you go. So yes, they on some good French music, some good Foxtrot music here to wrap up the weekend. Enjoy this here on the Y'all Show, taking you back to 1953. C'est si bon de partir n'importe où. Bras dessus, bras dessous. En chantant des chansons, c'est si bon de se dire des mots doux, de petits rien dis-tu, mais qui ont dit en langue, en voyant notre mineur ravieux, les passants dans la rue. Nous envieux, c'est si bon de guetter dans ses yeux une esprame merveilleux qui donnait la frisson. C'est si bon, ces petites sensations, ça vaut mieux que millions. C'est tellement, tellement bon. C'est bon, voilà, c'est bon. Les passants dans la rue, bras dessus, bras dessus, en chantant des chansons. Quel esprit merveilleux! C'est bon, je cherche un millionnaire avec des grands Cadillac cars. Minkos, des bijoux 
jusqu'au cou, tu sais. C'est bon. Ces petites sensations. Peut-être quelqu'un avec un petit yacht, non Ah, c'est bon. C'est bon, c'est bon. Vous savez bien que j'attendrai quelqu'un qui pourrait m'apporter beaucoup de loot. Ce soir, demain, la semaine prochaine, n'importe quand. Mmh, C'est bon. Si bon. Il sera très crazy, non? Voilà, c'était C.S. Bon, which translates to It's So Good, sung by Eartha Kitt, and that is from 1953. It's from the album RCA Victor Presents Eartha Kitt, and this album had four sides on side A and four on side B. Been a long time since we've seen something like that out on the chart. But yeah, it, it was a big hit for her and helped launch her career there on RCA Victor Records for this South Carolinian. And again, my kinsman here, I, I think. I'm pretty darn sure. Don't ask me how, though. And hope you enjoyed that Eartha Kit little foxtrot music here to wrap up the week. When we come back on y'all show, before we wrap up the week, we're going to let you have hashtag hopefully we've got some fun stuff that we've discovered and we'll play that for you enjoy that and we will have that coming up right after the break and remember at the end of the hour we'll take a look at the new movies and more that are hitting theaters and we'll have the latest in golf and nascar and from dixie with love will be our swan song for the week this is y'all talk with us southern accent when you feel heartburn up in your throat you'll do anything for fast relief you might chug milk directly from the source. Okay, girl. Easy. You might slurp down an entire slushie in a single breath. Oh, that didn't help. Don't try just anything. Try new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers, the only antacid that melts to leave a cooling sensation while it starts working as fast as now to relieve heartburn. Ah, oh, that's better. Soothe the burn with new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers. Use as directed. <laughs> Hashtag Hullabaloo South Carolina edition for the final time of the week. We're back here at y'all and I'm John. Good to have you as we conclude the week. And this is hashtag Hullabaloo. And this is if you have never tuned in here on the on the show, <laughs> you, you just never know what you're going to find. In hashtag Hullabaloo. And that's why we do it. We try to mix it all up. This is a dive into social media. It could be Facebook. It could be Twitter. It could be Instagram. We find some fun stuff people are talking about, and we just turn around and share it with all y'all. And here's a great example of that. Mike George Eats the World. That's M.G. Eats the World. Mike George is an Emmy-winning news reporter searching for authentic food from every country in the world right in New York City. New countries posted daily. So if Mike George eats the world. Has Mike George eaten the world in the South? Well, here we go. He writes, Southern Feast. I'm in Savannah, Georgia. 
and we had this amazing brunch feast at Mrs. Wilkes. Fried chicken, mac and cheese, cream corn, collard greens, sausage and rice, black-eyed peas, beef brisket, sweet tea, hashtag Georgia, hashtag food. <laughs> and I had to check it out. MrsWilkes.com is the website. Now, that's news to me. I'm in South Carolina. I'm not, but about, at one point, I think an hour and a half away from Savannah on this particular week's trip. But I'm not familiar with Mrs. Wilkes. I know about Paula Dean. Hey, y'all, it's Paula Dean. I know about her restaurant, Lady and Sons in Savannah, that people wait around for hours to go to. From what I understand, pretty good, but not necessarily the world's greatest food. Uh, that That's what I've been told, at least. Uh, but I haven't been there myself, so I shouldn't cast judgment on, hey, y'all, Paula Dean. But I haven't heard of Mrs. Wilkes. So he, let me tell you, if you don't mind, a little bit about Mrs. Wilkes. This comes from Google Reviews, and they are a family-owned place since 1943. Busy Southern Diner serves ample lunches to guests of communal tables or at communal tables. Now, they're at 107 West Jones Street in Savannah, Georgia. Now, here's some of the selections you'll find when you step into Mrs. Wilkes. You'll have a bunch of meat choices, fried chicken, sausage, beef stew, meatloaf. You got four choices of meat, more than maybe some average restaurants out there who do the plate lunch option. Now, for vegetables, boy, they got all types of veggies here on the menu at Mrs. Wilkes on West Jones Street in Savannah, GA. Cabbage, snap peas macaroni and cheese, butter beans, black-eyed peas, rutabaga, squash, rice, and gravy, mashed potatoes, candied yams, pickled beets, red rice, collard greens, okra and tomatoes, brown rice, potato salad, apple salad, macaroni salad, English peas and noodles, baked beans, and coleslaw. They also have a seasonal menu that's subject to change and not all items are available every day. Now, is that one heck of a lineup of offerings there at Mrs. Wilkes? You know, I could have kept on going perhaps, but I had to put a stop on it somewhere. Now, that's what they've got off their menu, and it looks delicious. And what a variety there of veggie su supplied for you. And the meat choice is not too bad either. Let me read those again. Fried chicken, or you could have sausage. You could have beef stew. Or meatloaf. Now, that is a combination to die for there at Mrs. Wilkes at 107 West Jones Street in Savannah, GA. Fraser Rifes is on Twitter at Fraser, R-I-C-E. Too clever by half. My tweets are my own, he says. Author of Wealth, comma, actually. Fraser Rice. And he put, now we know, hashtag. And he's got nine things you didn't know about seersucker. The next time you see someone wearing a seersucker suit, enlighten them with one of these quirky facts. And this is an article from townandcountrymag.com. A rather lengthy one. I'm not going to read it today on the show. But yeah, we're in seersucker country. I love seersucker. I have about five or six suits in my closet right now that actually work. They're color combinations that... I enjoy wearing. Now, some of my seersucker suits, they look worn on one wearing, and I don't necessarily like to have that 
out there when I'm going to church or going to work or whatever. But yeah, seersucker is the fabric of the South, in my opinion. And I love them. And you can check this out. Fraser Rice, thanks for sharing that there. Now we know, seersucker, nine things you didn't know about it. Check the article out at townandcountrymag.com or go to our website and get the link courtesy of Fraser Rice. The hashtag Hullabaloo Fun continues with a tweet we found from Alyssa Carlini at Carlini underscore Alyssa. She's got Psalm 138.3 listed here. And this is her message on Twitter. Can't wait to be on a beach with a drink in my hand. Hashtag five days. Hey, hashtag South Carolina. I don't know where you're coming from, Alyssa, but you can enjoy that beach on a number of beautiful beaches right here in South Carolina. So if you're still kind of considering where you might be going on vacation this summer, consider South Carolina. They've got a lot of different choices of beaches. And you can go to a place like Myrtle Beach. It's got tons of entertainment options like slides and water parks and music venues and shopping. Or if you want to take it the complete opposite and go to a place really rustic and quiet and not built up at all, then you've got Edisto Beach, which is a local type option in South Carolina that a lot of natives go to. And then you can kind of have a mix of both if you go to a place like Hilton Head Island or perhaps Fripp Island. Perhaps you can go to the area of Pawleys Island between Charleston and Myrtle Beach. And then in Charleston alone, you've got a couple of great beach options in Sullivan's Island and the Isle of Palms and then the fun Folly Beach. So those are just some of the beach options in South Carolina for you to consider. Let me get back to Alyssa's. I only had one thing there in a profile on Twitter. It was Psalm 138.3. So if you don't mind, I know she's heading to South Carolina with a drink in her hand this week. She's counting them down. But this is the psalm that she references in her Twitter profile. It goes, in the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. That's Psalm 138.3. And we're reading that today thanks to a person heading to South Carolina's beach as we speak, Alyssa Carlini. Stash is on Twitter at Daddy Star. And then I can't read the rest of that. Please follow me on my YouTube channel. Subscribe and comment. Stash Cooks. Okay. Got his own Stash Cook. This is as Stash as in mustache. S-T-A-C-H-E. And he wrote on Twitter this week. Mom, I'm hungry. All homemade country fried Baked chicken breast, baked butternut squash with a splash of real maple syrup, and fresh steamed broccoli. Follow me on my YouTube channel, Stash Cooks. And I guess he's got that on his YouTube channel. You can not only log on there and get a good laugh at Mr. Stash, but you can see how he cooks up these different options there. Going back, as I said, country fried baked chicken breast, Baked butternut squash with a splash of real maple syrup or syrup for some of you (laughs) and fresh steamed broccoli. Go there to stash on Twitter and find out what in the world he's out to do, but he's promoting it. So he must make some mean food out of his kitchen. Bree Brad is on Twitter and that is at B R I E B R A D with the profile of get it right. 
And it says, OMG, I'm only doing McDonald's like Patricia from now on. Hashtag Southern Charm. Well, I know what Southern Charm is. I will confess, I haven't watched it in a couple of years. But what I did watch, at least some of the episodes were really funny. And they're not fake. I mean, they are very clear. And these are all actors. Uh, Well, I won't say they're actors. They're all Charlestonians, sort of. A lot of them are not from Charleston originally, but you do have the the granddaddy of the show, T-Rav, Thomas Ravenel, and I don't think he's on there anymore. He's running into some problems away from Southern Charm, but one of the stars of this series is Patricia Altshul. She's sort of the older lady matriarch of the show, and she's got the son that is on there with her that is one of the so-called co-stars of Southern Charm, but more about Patricia Altshul, okay? She is not a native Charlestonian. As I said, she's one of these that's moved in, except she's kind of moved in from the South as she was born in 1941. She's now 78 years young, born in Jacksonville, Florida, and she was born to a man who went on and served in the, I think, Navy in World War II, and she grew up really as a service brat. She was born Madeline Day in 1941, and she got her education at George Washington University, but she's listed on her occupation, socialite, television personality, and a former art dealer. Patricia Altshu is who we're talking about, and I guess her husband, who was very successful, and she's a widow, by the way, Arthur Altshu died in 2002, but she had a couple of kids. And she is a real star of this series that a lot of people tune in and watch religiously, Southern Charm. And according, I guess, one of the most recent episodes must have shown Patricia at a McDonald's acting all eh, society in a McDonald's in Charleston, South Carolina. That might be a fun episode to tune in if, if you get a chance. Lee St. John is on Twitter at Lee St. John Author. And Lee St. John writes, Rogue Southern, she's a keeper, number one Amazon humor shorts, and a columnist, author with Benevue Press, most amusing. And this is what Lee St. John put out on Twitter this very week. I didn't bring home the gold, but did make semifinalist Georgia Author of the Year, Georgia Author 2019, she's a keeper, Cockamamie memoirs from a hot southern mess. Hashtag memoirs. Hashtag humor. All that again from Lee St. John, an author from the state of Georgia. And congrats on the 2019 She's a Keeper Award. And how about that Cockamamie memoirs from a hot southern mess there? That's pretty original stuff coming from the Peach State. And kudos to you, Lee St. John. Jason Brooks is on Twitter. At Brooks GA, technology evangelist, VoIP guru, college football fan, founder of dognation.com and the dog vent, and a master of random thoughts. All this from Jason. He wrote, first tomato of the season picked, nothing else like them, hashtag the South, hashtag homegrown. And sure enough, Jason was kind enough to put a picture of his delicious tomato. It looks like pick right there in his garden. And 
if you are in the tomato growing business these days, I think with all the rain we've gotten, it actually makes these tomatoes even more ripe and delicious and beautiful at the same time. I remember on 2018's crop, boy, some of the tomatoes just were pretty darn tough. And I know they might have been picked a little premature, but if you can get a good garden-type tomato out and pick it and have it sitting out for a day or so, and you combine that with a good tomato-friendly dish, you're going to be the hero of whatever you're cooking, and that is a great thing to be. Jason Brooks, great picture of your tomato, great photos of the Y'all Show's favorite vegetable this day. That would be tomatoes and, and more. Thank you for sharing. And that is hashtag blue, the Friday edition. Enjoyed bringing that to you. And maybe you can go get you a nice, ripe, homegrown tomato right now, listening to some country music all along the way. That will wrap up this hashtag Hellblue. That'll wrap up this segment. When we come back on y'all, we will wrap up y'all for the week. We'll have the final segment with a quick look at a couple of movies that are coming out. Also, we'll let you know about NASCAR and golf, and we'll close it all out this week with From Dixie with Love. Don't go anywhere. Y'all will be right back. When you feel heartburn up in your throat, you'll do anything for fast relief. You might chug milk directly from the source. Okay, girl, easy. You might slurp down an entire slushie in a single breath. Oh, that didn't help. Don't try just anything. Try new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers, the only antacid that melts to leave a cooling sensation while it starts working as fast as now to relieve heartburn. Oh, that's better. Soothe the burn with new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers. Use as directed. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. Okay, final segment on this end-of-the-week show of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We only have a couple of movies hitting the theaters this weekend, and what a movie we've got coming out for the first time in years. It's the latest installment of Toy Story. It's Toy Story 4, when a new toy called Forky joins Woody and the gang. A road trip alongside old and new friends reveals how big the world can be for a toy. Again, this has the voices of Tom Hanks and Tim Allen and a whole bunch of others. This Disney production, Toy Story 4, something tells me it's going to be big in the box office and it's going to even be even more big for downloading and even still DVD purchases because if you're like my kid, at least when they were two, three, four years old, they watched Toy Story probably a million times, the different ones that were out. 
Child's Play is out. This is a horror movie, and it stars Aubrey Plaza, Mark Hamill, and more. And a mother gives her son a toy doll for his birthday, unaware of its more sinister nature. Child's Play, an R-rated horror movie, quite different than Toy Story 4. And the last one to tell you about is Anna. And this is a movie with Helen Mirren and Luke Evans in it. Anna out in theaters this weekend. Toy Story 4 is out. That's good enough reason to head to the theater, right? All right, look at the Major League Baseball series featuring our teams from Dixie. The Cards have an interleague matchup there in St. Louis as the Los Angeles Angels come in for the weekend series. The Royals and the Minnesota Twins get together in KC. The Miami Marlins have an NL East battle at Philly against the Phils this weekend. The Tampa Bay Rays, they're in the news. There's talk that the Rays might start going to Montreal and play a bunch of games. The Rays will not be up north. They will be out west this weekend with a series against the Oakland A's. You have the Baltimore Orioles. They'll be in Seattle for a series. The Washington Nats and the Atlanta Braves are getting together in the nation's capital for a series this weekend. The Houston Astros will be at the New York Yankees for a series this weekend. The Texas Rangers have the Chicago White Sox in the Metroplex this weekend. And that is a look at the Major League lineup for Southern teams over the next couple of days. Now to NASCAR. NASCAR took last weekend off. They'll be back up and going this weekend. It's the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series at Sonoma. That'll be televised on Fox Sports 1. Sunday at 3 Eastern. Good to see NASCAR back up and going. They'll be doing that again this weekend. Televised on Fox Sports 1 from Sonoma. Now to the world of golf, and hey, this is the minor league of golf to tell you about, but it's still kind of worth noting here. The web.com tour of the PGA has been renamed the Corn Ferry Tour. Almost sounds like a joke. Yes, this developmental tour going to have the name change after a 10-year sponsorship agreement was announced this week. Known as the Web.com Tour, the circuit that serves as a feeder system for the senior circuit, the PGA Tour. It will now be called, as of now, the Corn Ferry Tour, with the L.A.-based global organizational consulting firm taking over immediately. Web.com, no more. I don't know what in the world Corn Ferry is, Corn Ferry Tour, but that is your option if you want to go out to the minor leagues of the PGA Tour. This weekend, the golfers are in Connecticut where Bubba Watson is your defending champion of the Travelers Championship. This goes on there in Chicago with a $7.2 million purse at stake. And you've got golf this weekend there. Golf is gearing up for the final major of the year. They'll be playing in the British Open, if you will, or the more trendy name is the Open Classic. That's coming up real soon in the golf calendar and want to make sure you make plans. And Hey, all these golfers need to be making plans that open championship July 18th through the 21st Francesco Molinari, your defending champion. That's the final major of the year in England for the British open in a couple of weeks. And that's a look at all things Southern here on this Friday and what all is going on in the sports circuit. Of course, Well, thank you for tuning in, y'all, as we've been in South Carolina all this week, and we'll be back in our normal digs starting Monday, 
More of the All Southern Show with John Rawl coming your way with fun, fun interviews, informative interviews, and a chance for me to catch my breath. It's been chaotic going from town to town over the last nine, ten days that I've been out on the road, but enjoyed every minute of it. It's just a lot of work, in case you're wondering. So we appreciate y'all for tuning in this week. We'll be right back here next week. From Dixie with Love is our final song and our final salute to all y'all. Enjoy it. Turn the radio up, and we'll see you on Monday with more of the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. I need new phones, and we're looking to save money. Well, you've come to the right place. Look no further. Sprint has the deal for you. Double the fun. Lease the latest iPhone and get an iPhone XR on Sprint. Wow, iPhone XR has an amazing camera. Get in here for a selfie. Okay, great idea. Do I look okay? How's my hair? I'm switching to Sprint. Lease the latest iPhone and get an iPhone XR on Sprint. All you need is approved credit and 18-month leases. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. iPhone XR, 64 gigabyte, 3125 a month. 
second phone, $0 after $31.25 a month credit applied within two bills. Requires two new lines of service. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Excludes tax. 